welcome to Real Talk with Rachel. I'm your host, Rachel Gilbert, and I am a therapist on a mission to bridge the gap between mental and emotional health and faith. Today, you're listening to Talk Therapy, a short segment of the show that releases at the beginning of the week to allow space for God to move in our hearts and speak into our lives. These episodes are meant to be educational, not a replacement for your therapist. We are in a new mini-series on coping skills to calm your nerves and retrain your brain. Have you ever had someone say, just calm down when you're angry or anxious? If so, you probably wanted to throat punch them because those statements only worsen things. In this series, I am teaching practical coping skills you can implement into your daily routine. Now, I'm not your counselor. These are simply ideas. So be sure to talk with your counselor about which coping skills are right for you. Last week, I introduced the concept of bilateral stimulation to calm your nervous system and rein in the runaway brain. Please go back and listen if you missed it, because I will reference that more throughout this series. This week, I want to bring up the most underrated coping skill, verbal and written processing. If you listened to my guest interview last week with Nicole Jacobs-Meyer, I introduced this concept in the Let's Get Real Practical segment. Here's a quick recap of reasons processing through journaling or talking is powerful. It gets it up and out. If you can't talk about it, it owns you. When we stuff emotions, they find their way out somewhere. Bottling up your emotions can drain your energy, Your organs, tissues, muscles, and skin are receptive to your emotional experiences, causing memories to be stored in your brain and your body. It helps you spot inaccurate thoughts. Sometimes just saying or writing it, we recognize it's not true. It lets God and trusted loved ones into our struggle. And it grows our faith to look back on an old journal entry and see how God took what the enemy meant for evil and he turned it for good. So let's talk about three ways you can healthily process thoughts and emotions, plus a practical tip to implement each one of them. Number one, pray. In other words, talk to God. 1 Thessalonians 5, 17 through 18 says this, Rejoice always, pray continually, give thanks in all circumstances, for this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. Let me give you a practical tip to implement this throughout your day, because I want to focus on that phrase, pray continually. In other words, talk to God continually. I think sometimes we view prayer as this thing that we need to set aside an hour each morning and be in our closet and, you know, do all of this like ritual thing. And if that's you and you have space in your life to do that, to like set aside entire hours to go pray, awesome go for it, keep doing it. But I know a lot of us, we don't have that in our day. And so instead of just not doing it, here's the, here are the times that I personally am talking to God all day long. In the car, shower, walking. Remember last week when we talked about bilateral stimulation? Man, you can pair that together, some walking as you're talking to God, as you're venting things to God. While cooking, folding laundry, essentially, Whatever you're doing, talk to God. Now, I know sometimes you're in situations you can't, you know, you're at work or whatever. That's okay. But we all have pockets of time in our day 
that we can talk to God or vent to God, right? And I love to go to God before I go anywhere else because he buffers it. (laughs) Sometimes I just kind of need to do a little word dump to him and he buffers it. He can take it. He can handle the things we're going to say. He can handle our frustrations. He sits with us in the emotions. Seriously, he is the very best and first place that we should go. So start looking throughout your day. Just where can you begin those moments of just talking to God inventing and expressing your emotions and your thoughts and all the things to him. The next way that we can do this in a healthy way is seek wise counsel. So yes, of course, a counselor um, or even a trusted friend who won't judge. So Proverbs 25 says this, though good advice lies deep within the heart, a person with understanding will draw it out. Counselors and wise friends or mentors should be helping you draw out what already lies within your heart. Okay, so here's some practical tips then for you, not only for you to be someone that a friend can process with, but also for you to look for the type of friend that you can process with, all right? First, ask that friend when they come to you and they're like, oh man, I've had the hardest day or they are going through something hard and they wanna talk to you about it. Ask them this, do you want me to listen right now or give feedback? That's a really powerful question. I know the times I've asked my friends, first it kind of takes them by surprise because they're not used to people asking them that. But sometimes we just need someone to listen. And then sometimes we are looking for a solution or feedback. Even in counseling, there's something called solution-focused therapy going, hey, I need a solution for this. And my husband's real good about doing this with me. He's like, do you need me to listen or are you wanting some help fixing it? Because of course he likes to fix things. So ask that simple question. Are you looking for me to listen or are you wanting feedback? Sometimes they want both. So just that communication is key. Then here comes the next part of that. Be slow to give advice. Most people just need a listening ear and a hug. I know that so goes against us because we all want to fix right away. But before you go into fix-it mode, even if that friend says, I do need feedback, listen. Let them just kind of get it out and be a good listener. Practice the art of really good listening and then be slow to give that advice. And then here's the third thing on the practical tip on how to be that friend who is, you know, that safe place for other people. Keep their information safe. The quickest way to break a relationship is to reveal information that isn't yours to share. I know we've all done it. We're all guilty of it. This is something that is a really big deal to me, especially when I'm on the receiving end. I think that's why even before I became a counselor, people would just tell me stuff and they would even say, I just feel so safe talking to you. Part of what makes people feel safe is that they know you're not going to use that information against them. You're not going to use that information against them in a future argument, right? Throwing it back in their face and reminding them of the time that you shared this or did this with them, but also that you're not going to go tell anybody else. Because here's the truth. Even if, let's just pretend for a second that that friend never found out that you told another person, essentially you gossiped to another person, let's call it what it is, right? Uh, You gossiped to another person about the information they shared with you. Let's just say they never found it out. There's a wall now between you and the friend whose information you shared because you know 
that you shared it with somebody else. Okay, this was not in my notes. This is just extra, but I just feel like the Holy Spirit wanted me to go there. So I kind of apologize for stepping on toes, but um, you can blame the Holy Spirit for that because, yeah, we, we got to do a better job here so that we can be safe places for each other. All right, now here's the third way that you can process those thoughts and emotions. Here's that those two I just said were verbal processing, right? Here's the third one. It's written through expressive writing, also known as journaling. So studies have shown that processing your emotions through expressive writing is a healthy treatment to relieve stress, depression, and anxiety. Other benefits of emotional journaling include a reduction in blood pressure, heart rate, respiration, asthmatic symptoms, rheumatoid arthritis symptoms, and it helps boost self-esteem. Okay, that little fun fact came from the Journaling Improves Health and Self-Esteem article. Here's a practical tip, though, because I, here's why, there was part of me that was like, am I really going to teach the coping skill of you need to talk to people, talk to God, and write about it? Because those seem insanely simple. They're all free, right? The only one that costs is if you decide to go to a counselor to process some of these things. But you would be amazed at the number of people even that come into my counseling office, but even friends or whoever, who do not do these simple things. Like like I said in the beginning, I still believe they're very underrated. So if you're not doing these simple processing things for your mental and emotional health, you need to start immediately. And I want to just again remind you this this is simple. Talking to God is simple. We should it should be sprinkled, it should be immersed into our day, not some new thing that we have to add on at the beginning or end of a day. Okay. I want, to do, I want to encourage you, same thing with journaling. I think one of the reasons I find that people live in the camp of, I love journaling, and I they do like it all the time, or you have the people who are like, oh, I'll do it for two days, and then I stop. Okay, if you're the one who does it for two days and you stop, we need to get creative and find you another way to do it so you'll actually stick with it, right? Here are some very practical tips to help you actually stick with the journaling, the expressive writing. This one, first one is probably one of my favorites, bullet point journaling. I am giving you permission, not that you need permission. Maybe I'm giving you the idea to bullet point journal. What does that look like? That means you get out your notebook, you put you know, a word or a phrase, one to two words. Okay, that could be all you do for the whole day. Or, you know, you could do a couple of little bullet points. That's huge. That got it out of your head and your heart and onto paper, right? That's huge. So if that's you and you're like, man, I, I can't do long form, you know, <laughs> writing, then don't. Do some bullet point journaling. That's better than nothing. Um, do it on your phone. I, I prefer to see journaling with your actual hand because there's some more just therapeutic, even scientific research behind using your hand and that motor skill and again more of that right to left bilateral stimulation is really powerful but again if it if you're going to do nothing at all and I would rather you do a note on your phone you know how they have the little things in there I've started keeping a note on my phone that says words from God things that I felt like he spoke to me that I want to remember another way word document Again, if you, if you can type real fast, and that sometimes is therapeutic too, you know, to type. So pull up a Word document and do that. And um, I know one other thing that keeps people sometimes from writing is they're afraid somebody will find it. Totally understandable. 
So if it is something that you're like, man, I would, I would die if somebody found this, then do it handwritten or, you know, do whatever you need to and then shred it after. Because honestly, the shredding is also therapeutic too. If you don't want to keep, if it's something that you just really don't want anybody to ever see. I do want to encourage you, if it is something that you feel comfortable keeping, add dates. That way you can reflect and see again what the Lord has done. Uh, here's another creative idea. Use a coloring book that makes you happy. So it needs to be something fun that makes you happy. I don't even care if it's one that's meant for toddlers. If you want to do an adult coloring book, that's great. And then if you, you know, color in that book, um, kind of like around the picture, within the picture, journal. Again, kind of the bullet point thing, you know, write a word here or there that kind of came up for you. Just get those things out. And then also, you know, they sell journaling Bibles. Those are really cool too, because then out to the side, of course, you can reflect on the verses, but also the things that kind of came up for you there. That's another great way to do that. All right, well, let me pray over us. And I, I do hope that these resources today were helpful. I'm excited to see which ones y'all try and maybe which ones you're already doing. But let me pray over you real quick. So Father, I thank you for every single person sitting under the sound of my voice. I thank you for all of these coping skills that you have given us that are just naturally built in. You gave us a mouth so that we could speak. You gave us hands so that we could write. And I just thank you for these tools that are already placed within us that are from you. Lord, I pray for creative ideas over each and every listener that they would just have find ways that just feel joyful to them to express the things that are in their heart and in their mind. It is in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Well, I wrote my book, Image Restored, in such a way that you actually get to journal and color at the end of each chapter to process what you just read. If you can't tell by now, I'm a big fan of processing, so I knew I wanted that built into my book. You can pre-order Image Restored currently on Amazon, but really be sure to join my email list on my website, rachelgilbert.com, to be the first to know about the pre-order bonuses. One of them has to do with access to a private podcast, which I'm very excited about. Um, So make sure you are in the know on that. Well, that concludes today's talk therapy episode, and I'll see you back here next time on Real Talk with Rachel.